Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is June 22nd, 2020. We got WWE Raw to talk about. We are joined by Denise Salcedo. You can check her out over on her channel. You can check her out a little bit of everywhere. But Denise, how you doing? You haven't been updated, Sean. I finally have a nickname to battle the Dong Lord. That's Ooh. it. Ooh. <laughs> the new nickname is Denise Dos Bagels. Remember, I was struggling to find my nickname. I got Dos it. Bagels. Got it. Dos well, Bagels. All well, right. see, the thing is, I've put the Dong Lord on hold for a while in light of current situations. <laughs> and I was. I, First thing I did was bring it up. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, that actually, that that's a perfect segue into not doing the segue. Uh, as you guys know, Blue Chew is a sponsor of ours. They are related to some dong health. Uh, they were very cognizant of what's happening in wrestling right now. And they hit me up this week and they said, hey, let's let's move any ads that we have to next month. We do not think this is the appropriate time to be making jokes about that, even though, as as we say before, if you're using that, you better also use consent. I mean, I, I even work that into my ad reads very often. Uh, there's a lot going on in the wrestling world right now. I want to thank them for allowing us to kind of forego that for a couple weeks, and uh, big thank you to them. They are good people over there. We appreciate their support, but also appreciate their awareness of what's going on. And uh, Denise, we have not had a, a woman speak on this show about what the, a lot of the allegations that have emerged. Uh, a lot of them not even allegations. People have been fired. People have been suspended. People have been suspended pending review. People have been fined. And I could go through them one by one. They are on the website. If a wrestler has commented or if, a, if the accused has commented on it, if the company has taken action or commented on it, or if there's a police report filed, uh, we do have a story on that. And there, there are no exceptions that I'm aware of for that. Obviously, we have to walk a bit of a legal tightrope when it comes to that stuff as, as per libel and defamation laws and things of that nature. But uh, Denise, based on the things that you've heard and the things that you've seen, 
how you feeling, how you reacting, because I can tell you that I never quite, first off, just, just the sexism aspect of it. I never understood it until Anna Bauer did our shows. And I would go to the YouTube comments very early in Fightful's history, and I would see things. People would send me things. I had a, a weirdo proposition her for marriage for a green card, for the love of God. The, in general, it has to be better. But this goes even beyond the harassment aspect. There's a lot of physical abuse going on here. Uh, a lot of laws being broken Denise, how you feeling? How you doing? I know it's so, there's a lot to yeah, it. Yeah, so this one's very, very complicated, and I would try to go in as briefly as I possibly can. So, as you know, I work as a ring announcer. I'm all over the SoCal scene, trying to constantly book jobs. And you know, one of the things that is very, very common for me is that every single promotion that I work for, every single time that I go into work. 99.9% of the time, I am the only female there because there's not always women's matches. And if there is a woman, it's like one or two women. But for the most part, I am only working with men. So because of that, hearing these stories, it's very, very scary. I'm very lucky that I haven't had um, a recent experience that has made me terrified of all of this but obviously reading the stories that have come out these are people that I have worked numerous shows with have had dms with etc so like reading this stuff it's just terrifying and I will tell you that I spent Friday Saturday Sunday glued to my phone on Twitter just reading all of the stories every single story that was out there I read them all and like the number one thing that I'm seeing is that all of the predators all the people that that have allegations made towards them have all had a very, very specific pattern. And it's just, it, it really sucks. But at the same time, I am happy that people are speaking out and that they're saying how they feel. And I'm happy in that sense. I'm sad that those things happen to them, but I'm happy that they're speaking out because at least now there's going to be awareness. And if even maybe in the future, some guy or somebody wants to do something to someone, maybe just maybe they'll think back to what's happening right now and think back to the backlash that these men are getting. Um, and even some women uh, that they're getting and maybe think maybe I should not do this. And that is the hope that at least maybe they'll have this in the back of their mind. But I mean, it's just very, very uh, hard, especially as a girl. And I shared out my speaking out story. And all I'll say is this, that is the story that I'm willing to share because as you know, people don't always want to come out comfortably. Everybody has a different journey with how they see things and how things really are. Uh, but I did share a story just to sort of show that no matter what you do, no matter what type of female you are, that you can get put in a really bad position. And, uh, I mean, you know your family to us, and you know how much we care about you and how much we want to look out for you, too. But the thing is, people shouldn't have to look out for these women. It should just be the common courtesy of the situation. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm equipped to, to speak on that because I don't know what it's like to be at a show and be a woman. Uh, I mean, I, I remember stand-up bits where people talk about uh, I can't remember what stand-up comedian it was, but it's like being a woman is probably like walking around feeling like you're carrying $10,000 at all time, and everybody knows it. Yes. 
and, and it doesn't matter, Sean. It doesn't matter if you're fully clothed. I, you, you know, right now with during COVID, I will be out with hat, sunglasses, mask, which really you can't even see my face. And you still have men just like gawking and hollering at you. And this is daily life. Um, I'm sure your wife can share some of her stories, but even just driving in a car, people will literally pull up their cars and perfectly align themselves with my window just so they can shout things. And obviously that's the lesser thing that can happen to a woman in terms of just being hollered at. Um, but it's just little things like that where every single day you just got to be cautious and alert. And uh, I'll, I'll leave it with, uh, with Denise's words. I think she is in a much better position to – to speak on that type of thing than, than I am. But I just want to say, I hope this changes wrestling for the better and, uh, and try, try to set a good example, try to be respectful as best you can in, in my, I mean, we even see today, Sammy Guevara using some language from a few years ago that he probably should not have used. And I can tell you, I, I never exactly used that language, but I, I used some colorful language back in the day that I'm ashamed of now. And, you have to you have to think of what your words mean and you have to think of who it's going to affect and just because you weren't weren't brought up with with someone that you th- like I'm sure that there are a lot of people that think they don't know anybody who's been affected by by sexual abuse or rape you probably do they just probably aren't aren't telling everybody about it you got to be cognizant of stuff like that and um, even the people that haven't hurt people I hope they they learn something, they take something from this because I think that's that's kind of the point as well. And also, I hope some of these people that are doing these injustices do some time. Uh, Denise, you have anything that you wanna you wanna add? No, just that I'm happy people are speaking out. And it's a lot harder than people think. And it's not that easy. It's not about chasing clout. Let me tell you that because. I'll just say this, coming out to your social media followers is the easy part. Having mm-hmm. to tell your family, whole different story. Well, guys, uh, we are going to get into Raw. Donate a Super Chat, any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. We hope that that uh, this entertains you in a tough time. Uh, programming note, Joe and Jeremy will not be doing the Distraction podcast uh, tomorrow. It is usually a movie review uh, the premise of their show when quarantine started was to help distract people from what's going on, and uh, I thought it was a very responsible thing. Jeremy came to me and said that they were not going to do the show tomorrow. They didn't feel like people needed a distraction, that this stuff needed to be heard. So uh, I completely support that decision. This past weekend, we had a couple of articles that we di- we definitely did not plan to happen in the scheduling that they did. We actually came to terms on these deals over a week ago, but uh, Alexandra Corinth took a look at, at her issues with Mike Tyson being brought into AEW, and Georgia Madden did an incredible piece and a four-hour interview with 10 uh, female wrestling fans, and uh, and it was uh, really a really great look into what it's like to be a female wrestling fan. A reminder... If you are being a gobshite in our fucking super chats and you're trying to send us disrespectful shit about what's going on, not only will we not read your comment and you'll waste your money, you'll get kicked off our channel. And that, that'll be that. And I don't care how much you donate. Be respectful of, of people. Be respectful of the situation as best you can. It costs you zero dollars to not be an asshole to somebody. So please keep that in mind. 
Uh, Anakin JMT says, finally got my money returned to me. He was a victim of identity fraud. Rough. Oh, no, that's like my biggest fear. Rough. Uh, he says, so wanted to send some extra money to show my support for SRS and Denise. Thank you. <laughs> Denise Sell Seattle. Even oh, if her, yes, did you see that? Even if her food likes and dislikes <laughs> are backwards. We're going to get, let's go ahead and get into it. I mean, we're 10 oh, minutes into the show and haven't covered raw. Okay. You said that you don't like, you don't like grape flavoring, but you like grapes and you don't like strawberries, but you like strawberry flavoring. It's, I mean, I like all four, but if anything, it'd be the opposite to me. Grape is a pound for pound, probably a number two right behind cherry flavor. Are you serious? Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? I feel like it's common knowledge that everyone hates grape-flavored things. Like, those are the candies that I leave what out. The f- no what the You're lying! Medicine. No, it's the thing. People don't like grape-flavored anything. That is... And I don't like biting on strawberries. They're cold. They have no taste unless you put sugar in them, which defeats the purpose of eating a fruit. Are, so because of that, I do not like strawberries. I will, if I do, they have to be I will not listen to this! I will not listen to this! That's, That's bullshit! That's cream. bullshit! Everybody loves grape. It's cherry, no. then grape, then like everything else, like then maybe it's strawberry flavoring, then maybe it's... tell you, number one fruit, banana. Don't but at me. I love bananas. Banana. I love bananas. But banana flavored stuff? Eh, eh. It's good too. Eh, eh. It's good too. What the hell? Strawberry banana is my go to flavor for everything. Well, we're just learning a lot of things about a lot of different people, aren't we? Come on. Grape flavoring is bad? Yes. How did you, grapes are good, though. Grapes are good. How did you pass the vetting process to get hired here? Like, that's <laughs> usually a thing that I, I look up. And Mike Lucas spends two bucks to say, completely agree with Denise. Grape is gross. You know what, Mike? You're gross. You're gross, Thank Mike. You. Thank you. We have some super chats. DGMC keeps the long-term storytelling going, says, I'm coming for Warren. Don't protect him, Sean. Warren's his own man. His own man with a haircut now, so... Uh, Eloquent says, Denise, now you're bugging. How dare you slander grape? Joseph Stern says, I can't stand for this grape flavor slander. Bro, there's got to be more people out there on my side. I oh. know for a fact that this is common knowledge. Uh, Kyler Not says, like common knowledge, but like a common thing. Kyler says, bananas. My wife's allergic to bananas. Azo Smith says, Denise is the biggest heel of the century. Evan Wright says, heel turn for the ages. God bless. Anakin says, nope. Denise, you are as crazy as my son who likes peanuts but hates peanut butter and likes cupcakes but not cake. You make no sense. Peanut butter is life. And secondly, I hate apples too. So let's throw that in there. Pass it to DJ says, come to the South. Grape flavor rules. Grape drink. That I used to love grape drink. Grape Kool-Aid when I was little. Sitting on my bed That's says. That's like the flavor no one drinks for the Capri Sun is the grape flavor. I go for fruit punch all the way or like kiwi <sighs> strawberry. But nobody does grape. That's the drink you drink mm. if it's the last one in the box and you're just really, really thirsty and don't want water. Facts. <sighs> Hannah Moore says best Laffy Taffy is grape. Sitting on my oh, bed says grape God. soda is great. Mike Lucas says I'm gross. Glad you're not Quizlemania champ. Hey, me too. Then I don't have to spend three hours of my Wednesday doing quiz. Although I love those guys. I love those guys. 
boy, am I glad to have a few hours off in the middle of uh, in the what? Jamie Aguilar says banana Fanta Fanta is greater than grape Fanta. I got you, Denise. They make banana Fanta. I actually didn't know they made banana Fanta. That's gross, bro. Do you ever just make a milkshake with just milk and bananas? Oh my god! Yeah, that was okay. So, so I, good. I, like, I mean, I like bananas. I'm fine with bananas. Throwback twenty seven says I have a certain urge for grape Fanta. You know what? And, and Antoine says tomatoes suck, but ketchup rules. That pisses me off too. I like tomatoes, so Vincent, and I love ketchup. Vincent Ellisar says grape flavored Kool Aid Jammer is where it's at. Liam Moore says grape drink is basically non-existent in the UK. These are all paid super chats. We're fifteen minutes in, haven't even got to raw. Let's go ahead. <laughs> We're triggering people here with the fruit conversation. You know, it's like I see the money rolling in, and I'm like, let's keep talking about grape, please, please. <laughs> BTW, BTW. I'm not kidding you when I say this. Where I've literally caused dr- like friendly drama in my family because my grandparents know they can not eat oranges around me i cannot stand the smell of oranges if i go anywhere and someone starts peeling an orange i i I lose it i'm just like i hate you you're an awful person gross i hate it so don't ever eat an orange around me denise you're making me mad oranges rule oranges rule Anakin says, Denise angered the chat enough for super chats. Andy Q says, ordered a box of great bubblicious gum yesterday. You damn right you did, Andy. Joseph Venditti sends a super chat. I don't know what it's for. He needs to ask us and ask a question. Eloquent says, Denise worked us into a shoot. SMH. I see, okay. So, I'll just say, I saw Denise say this on a different social media platform. And I straight up warned you. I said, you're getting roasted tonight. I said yeah. it. And, and technically, I should be upset considering you took my Facebook content and publicized it on Twitter. Well, okay, I wasn't going to say what platforms. I didn't want people to look you up. My name is Incognito on there if you couldn't oh, tell. But I'll change my name. <laughs> you'll have to. At Throwback27 says, do you like pumpkin, Denise? I love pumpkin cheesecake. Okay. Yes. You mean like – I do not you like mean, pumpkin spice. Wait, do you mean pumpkin pie? I love no. There's pumpkin cheesecake and pumpkin pie. I like I'll, both. I'll try that. But I do not like pumpkin spice. Hannah sends a bunch of oranges. The emojis. Mister ba- Big Bad Bean says hates apples. Did you say you hate apples? Yes, and it was my first word oh, too, God. which is ironic because I hate God. apples. I gotta get into this this review. We'll still take fruit related super chats though. Anakin says oranges too. Denise, you are a heel. Okay. Here we go. Throwback27 says, had a fun time watching Raw with my girlfriend and her children. It was fun. It's a positive thing to do during the negative time we're in now. Thank you, Denise, for everything you do. I appreciate you. Denise, I got to watch AEW and NXT with my wife last week, and it was fun. Like I, I'm going to start uh, helping take care of my grandmother here and there on Wednesday nights, and we've got a new cast lineup over there. Check it out. Warren did an awesome job, but... I got to watch shows without covering them, and it was a blast. I love it, so I can relate to you, throwback. Anakin wants to know, what kind of bagels is Denise Dose Bagels? Bro, all of them. I don't discriminate against bagels. Any flavor, I don't care. I'll eat it. Yeah, yeah. Maurice says, Sean, do you think NXT UK should be axed and merged with NXT? It's not drawing money and not a hit on the network. Suppose they haven't uh, done it yet. Where's Ricochet? Ricochet's on main event. No, they put too many resources into NXT UK, but boy, is there going to be a shuffle there after this week. 
Evan Wright says, Orange Cassidy will fight Denise, as he should. As he should. Uh, Marco says, it was Denise, Sean. It was Denise all along. Tim Traver. I just came in here. <laughs> Tim Traver said, I didn't go fishing this weekend, but made an amazing home-cooked meal for my dad for Father's Day. Tim Traver, one of the greatest dudes I know. A-plus guy. Hope you get your uh, vehicle running uh, soon, buddy. Um, but uh, sitting on my bed says, the Sasha fans having a good night after a long day. I thought that I thought that uh, Sasha Banks and Sammy Guevara handled that situation very maturely, and I thought AEW, in response to the rape jokes and some of the things that Sammy said years ago, they suspended him. They're donating his money uh, to a worthy cause, and I thought that was as good as you can you could have handled that. I do think that Sammy should have addressed Sasha straight out, but you know what? If it's good enough for Sasha, it's good enough for me. Uh, Joseph Venditti says, sorry I meant to leave a message. They actually have Cherry Fanta, which is really good. I didn't even know. Yeah, me I either. No. And Anakin says, you don't discriminate with bagels, but you do with fruit? That's the way it is, man. Bagels are better. Really? That's why I'm Denise Dulles Bagels. My <laughs> wife loves bagels. I, every morning, the avocado bagel. Every oh, I year. haven't had avocado. I'm all about the cream cheese. Okay. Billy Joyner says, What's up? Just wanted to say that I've become a fan of Fightful recently. The whole crew is awesome, and I love how humble SRS is. Now, I don't know if that's a joke, that last part, because I did run a humble gimmick once upon a time, but, well, you know. Also, uh, guys, not to put a damper on this, but uh, if you don't mind, no David Starr's mom comments in the future. We're not going to run that gimmick anymore in light of certain things. We're gonna we're gonna sit the Dong Lord thing out for for a couple weeks as well. We're not gonna do that. So, again, be cognizant and respectful. Jordan King says, "From Bond villain to super super spy, way to go, Batista." Are you gonna watch the new Batista movie, My Spy? I've been I've been wanting to watch it because the Me billboard too. is like right in front of my house. So I'm Dang. like, it's a constant reminder all the time. Yeah. Wild Boy says, "Mom is having heart surgery tomorrow. Can't lie, but I'm terrified." Uh, send some love to our dude, Wild Boy. He has had a tough year. We are so glad that the Million Dollar Man, Wild Boy, is back. We love him. We're so glad. Uh, big shout-out to Jesse the Buckeye, who turned into Gil Grissom tracking him down when he was gone. Because we wanted to know, where was Wild Boy? Uh, DJ the Kid says, I agree the allegations are very, very serious, and I hope the ones that are true are dealt with, but we have to wait for the facts because allegations can ruin people's lives. I agree with that. I agree with that. You have to wait and see. You gotta, you gotta check out the evidence as best you can. And uh, that is very important. I've had to tell people that, that even worked along us before, like, hey, be careful who you're jokingly calling a stalker in, in the messages. That could ruin somebody's life if, if, like, somebody sees that. Pass it to DJ says, they also have a blue raspberry Fanta. Ugh! Do you like blue raspberry? <laughs> I love blue raspberry. I haven't had the Fanta, but blue raspberry, like, uh, raspados are really good. You're making me so mad. I'm taking my earbuds out. I can't listen to you right now. What, what world is blueberry I, I don't that? I thing you're saying. You like blue blueberry, raspberry. Blueberry, blueberry, blueberry is life. No. And blueberry is life. You offend me. You offend me. <laughs> Jordan King says, sometimes all it takes is one voice to begin change. Uh, Josh Kirsch says, I know now is probably not the right time, but where can I apply for a job to be a writer on Fightful? I already reached out to you on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is, is 
actually not the place. Uh, we have a contact form on the Fightful website. But let's get into Raw. 22 minutes into this show. Super Chats have been crazy. Josh Kirsch also says, Drew versus Dolph will be damn good. Let's get into it. Drew McIntyre comes out and starts to cut a promo, but he is interrupted by Dolph Ziggler, who says, Hey, me and Bobby Roode have been traded to Raw for that AJ Styles deal. One-sided deal, I would say, Denise, but I appreciate the explanation. That's 100% true. Yeah, and I, I, I like that they made sense of it. Throwback says, It seems like WWE are taking Drew's skeletons out of, a, out of his closet with old stablemates. Who's next, Vince or Shane? Corbin, Lashley, and now Ziggler. If WWE wants to hand out title championships, I'll show up and work wicked hard to win. That was my issue, Denise. I love that they referenced Ziggler's history with Drew McIntyre. Drew was on a rocket ship until he got beat by Dolph Ziggler in late 2017. Ziggler mentions as much, says he's responsible for all of Drew's success, their buddy-buddy here, but he wants his WWE title shot. And Drew says, okay. Now, my issue, Denise, as Throwback pointed out, Drew said people that deserve it will get title shots. How does how does Dolph deserve it? See, and that's the reason why I was not a fan of this segment. So, at the beginning, I thought that it had potential. I was like, okay, well, I like what they're doing with Dolph Ziggler and with Drew McIntyre. Like you mentioned, some of the past that was brought up, and I did like that banter back and forth. But then, towards the end, I thought it fell, fell short because it was like, okay, here you go. We're going to do this match, and that's it. And so I kind of felt that it was a little bit of a weak announcement. I thought the announcement of the match itself could have been a lot hotter. To be honest, I don't really, it doesn't really have my interest right now, just because I thought that this segment was kind of disappointing. Yeah, it set up something, and I was, I was fine with that, but it's like, man, I, I would always like somebody to get a win or two. I would always like somebody to get a good win or two. And when they don't, and they get a title shot, I'm like, why? 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 Or at least be like a really, really good story or something where you're like, okay, I can see why this is going to happen. Let it be. Sure. Sure. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat. We've got plenty. We'll get to them as each segment happens and throw the randoms in there as well. This match is set for Extreme Rules. But I'm with throwback. I'm with throwback there. Hannah Moore says, me. I'll listen to this and go to bed. 30 minutes later, still talking about fruit and bagels. You guys are great. It's so funny that when we don't talk about wrestling, it gets the most attention, right? Hey, and it's a wrestling podcast. Let's, let's respect my vision here. Because as soon as I saw that Facebook post, I said, that's it. That's our content tonight. There you I go. I know when I see him. I know when I see him. Antoine says, who do you want to fight more, Melissa or Denise? Melissa, because she's got the Fightful Championship. Denise is my friend. She just has shitty tastes in fruit and fruit flavors. Huh. The Line Drive says, a blueberry outside of Pop-Tarts is a cursed fruit. Okay, listen. There, now, okay, now I know I'm going to piss off a lot of people. I like unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Ew! Wait, you are giving me all of this S-H-I-T about about fruits and you like unfrosted Pop-Tarts? I love unfrosted Pop-Tarts. 
I hope everyone realizes what I've just been put through right now. I was put through sh- public shame, <laughs> humiliation, all so that you can come out and say that you like unfrosted Pop-Tarts. I'm out. I mean, they're good. I love them. I love them. But we do we do have to chug along on this Raw review, unfortunately. I mean, it wasn't a bad show or anything. Uh, Drew and or actually we just did Drew and Dolph, so we're done talking about that. Nia Jax comes out; she's not happy about Charlotte Flair. Our Truth comes out and mistakes her for Akira Tazawa, and then they both run off. All right, I, I did think for a second that Nia was going to win the twenty four seven title, though, and I wouldn't have hated that. But uh, what what did you think when you saw that? Oh, I didn't like any of this. I thought the whole, when Nia Jax came out, I thought that felt short, uh, being interrupted by R-Truth. I felt that there wasn't really any sort of connection there where it made me laugh or I thought it was funny. That felt short. And then when R-Truth just ran off, it was like, okay, well, that was the end of it. So I didn't really care for this at all. Charlotte comes out. They argue over nepotism and all that. Charlotte alludes to Nia Jax being The Rock's cousin, and I wish they would have just completely went there because... You could argue that maybe Nia Jax has benefited just as much as Charlotte in that regard. Yeah, and if you're saying it because they did say it about they cheat, Nia Jax did say, "Oh, Charlotte, you're just getting what you want because you're Ric Flair's daughter." Blah blah blah, and that was a big play on this promo here. So I would have felt that she should have just gone for it because I was like, "Okay, if you're doing it to her, you might as well do it to her and really, really, actually make this something to talk about." Especially because it's no, it's no, no secret that that's what people say online. My wife said, I'll give Fightful 20 bucks to tell Denise bananas are disgusting. But, but <laughs> I hope Denise rips your ass over those nasty Pop-Tarts. Come thank on. You, thank you. Come on. I'm getting, I'm getting attacked. <clears throat> Evan Wright says, Nia Jax has channel changer heat with me. I'm sure she does with some people, but I, I think she's okay. It's just I want to see her excel a little bit more in the ring. Uh, and... We got a bunch of Pop Tart chats. Joe Hansen says, I didn't even know unfrosted Pop Tarts existed. Oh, I love them, man. They are. I don't I don't like them unheated. I, don't, I definitely don't like that. The line. <laughs> uh, so Charlotte attacks and the two brawled until they had to be separated. And the line drive says, Is Charlotte taking a break? Can't remember the last time she tapped. Surprised that wasn't safe for SummerSlam. Me too. Uh, didn't Natty allude to the fact, as Manny says, Natty mentioned that Charlotte's taking a break. I wonder if it's an injury or taking time off. I'll find out. But um, that is a little bit weird to see her tap clean. But if so, it's probably a smart idea. As we can go ahead and get into that match, it was a very short match. Asuka defeated Charlotte. Um, she came out of the training room after her fight with, uh, with Nia and said she wasn't going to delay her match. It was a good match. It was short, but Asuka won clean. And then Nia attacked her backstage afterwards. What do you think we see out of uh, out of Charlotte moving forward? Charlotte moving forward, I don't know because didn't I remember Triple H said that in two to three months we would be able to piece this all together with what's going on with right. Charlotte. So I'm assuming we're still working towards that and that they have something for her. But in terms of the match itself, though, I thought that this match was very different from last week's. I mean, from the last Raw match that they had. And I thought that 
I thought that Asuka really needed a win like this because since she became champion, she hasn't really had any memorable uh, or something to really put her over to say, hey, you know what? She's being solidified as champion. We all know she's great, but we still need something to sort of solidify that for us here today. Um, so I love I love this match, even though it was fast. I love how they worked Charlotte's shoulders. I love how there was all the submissions and everything. And I thought that the finish was absolutely perfect. Again, I was not expecting Charlotte to tap out whatsoever and I also thought commentary did a really really good job at hyping this match up because they made it feel important while we were watching and obviously anytime Charlotte and Asuka are in the ring we know it's going to be good therefore hence important but I felt like they elevated it a little bit more and really put over that finish yeah I, I do too I, the match was good the, the championship matches tonight were short all things it was considered. a fast-paced show. I actually preferred that. Yeah, and uh, I did too. I did too. I just I was a little bit surprised at about uh, about how quick these were, considering that they they built up the championship the championship night and all that. Injection says SRS got to go after unfrosted pop tarts. Sorry, Denise. Uh, come on, like give me cut me some slack here, and. Anakin, I can't remember if I read yours. He says, unfrosted aren't that bad. Eloquent says it was Sean all along. Maybe I read those. Oh, whatever. I was uh, falsely accused here. Jeff Willemson says, the unfrosted chocolate chip Pop-Tarts are fantastic and grossly underrated. Drew Nicholas says, s'mores Pop-Tarts are the greatest vending machine snack of all time. I will fight to the death for them. I will not accept slander. Matthew Perry says, wild berry Pop-Tarts are king. What? Damn. Who knew? Now, here's the thing. If we did a food podcast, we'd get, like, no super chats. Nobody would show up. Nobody would show up. I, and I, I, I was just thinking that. I feel bad for the people that came here to listen to wrestling. But, you know. uh, Azo Smith says, Asuka versus Shayna at SummerSlam. That would be nice. Shayna versus anybody would be nice right now, Denise. Yeah, she's sort of been like, she kind of fell off the face of the planet. I don't even know what's going on with Shayna. I mean, the last time that we were talking about her regularly, she was coming out. She had, when remember, she beat up Sarah Logan. She was making girls cry. And this was the start of when they were just having the empty, the empty, the empty performance center shows. And we were consistently talking about her. And then she had that three-way. And then I think that was it, right? Yeah. She just disappeared. Yeah, man, we've got so many super chats rolling in, so so let's keep it going. Uh, Korosami says, isn't Asuka the only person to tap out all the four horsewomen? I'm sure I haven't pulled the stats together for that, though. Jordan King says, three-hour program and five-minute matches? Come on. That's the thing. I thought that at least one of the championship matches could have been longer. All of them were so short, and they were like felt like four or five. Anakin says, Denise, your calendar appears to need an exorcism. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It's the fan. <laughs> Don't apologize. Uh, Terry Allen says, Matt Hardy or Chris, which alter their characters more effectively throughout wrestling? I'm going to say Matt because a lot of his are completely different characters. But as far as getting over the top level, I got to say Chris Jericho. Matthew Garrett says, I like trades throughout the year uh, rather than once a year. Keeps it fresh. Yeah, that's the way. They make this stuff work, Denise. They they do trades, and it makes sense. Yeah, and at least if you're doing, you know, the fact that they actually explained today that, hey, these two guys were being swapped for AJ. Yeah, I agree. Um, gosh, we got to get through these super chats as well. 
Uh, Anakin says, love seeing Asuka finally beat Charlotte several months after Becky finally beat Asuka. All four horsewomen and Asuka feel like they're on the same level. Yeah, they do. They've done really good with Asuka now. Uh, Drew says, for real, you tuned down need a food podcast. Nobody would watch it. Nobody would watch it. Evan says, where the F is Bianca Belair? Get her on TV. I don't know. I asked. I asked, and I was not given an answer. Why she's not there. Why she's not there. Uh, Jordan King says, I bet Orange Cassidy loves untoasted Pop-Tarts. It's unfrosted, not untoasted. But, you know, you know. But we did have uh, a tag team title match. We finally had Viking Raiders Street Profits. It was short, but it was real good. And I thought that Angelo Dawkins stole the match. He had. Did you really? Yeah, he did some cartwheels. He did uh, the. They did the Viking experience on the Viking Raiders. Uh, he did the cash out and speared Eric. I thought this was a good short match, and they embraced after. I hate that fam line that they do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All the time, it's so forced, but how'd you feel about this? I think given the fact that I wasn't looking forward to this match prior to this because of all the constant repetitive and I wasn't a big fan of the vignettes or any of that, I will say that I loved this match. Yes, it was short, but I feel like they went out there and they knew they were like, I feel like they knew that fans knew that it was sort of repetitive, but mm-hmm. the fact that they went out there and just did like spot after spot, like it was just fun to watch and it was very enjoyable to sort of see that because, uh, you know, there was so many good moments, especially, you know, you highlighted Angelo, but I'm going to go ahead and highlight Montez Ford because I just thought that he is like crazy athletic and we already know that, but he just keeps pulling out all the stops and it never keeps me short of impressed. Yeah. You know what? I, I completely agree. Um, uh- Anakin, or actually uh, Eloquent, says, now that the Street Profits are having regular matches again, does this mean Bianca will return? Bianca should have been there all along. Sarah Logan should have been there all along. They should have been parts of this. Sarah Logan should have been brought back to the company and integrated into this, and they could have played off of each other as well. I, I it, it just makes so much sense to do that, and I don't know why they didn't. It's just so I think weird. she's just... She's, like, being saved. I think that they want to save her for something big or for when the fans are already there. I I feel like they might have, you know, a lot riding on Bianca Belair or a lot of hope for her. So maybe they want to save it and have her coming in at the perfect moment instead of her just sort of getting tiresome, you know, on the shows that maybe they don't don't have anything for her. Uh, (laughs) B Elite Repeat says, I heard there were blueberry bagels in here. And Anakin says... I hope Magic Spoon doesn't get mad at all this Pop-Tart talk. And you're not wrong, because to hell with other breakfast cereals. Because I gave them up. I, I don't really even use anything but Magic Spoon anymore. I told you guys about how earlier this year I was training for my return to the ring. And I was like, man, I I want to be able to eat cereal. I want to be able to eat something with like chocolate flavor, fruit flavor, even blueberry flavor. Yeah, frosted flavor. I don't discriminate when it comes to Magic Spoon. And you can get a variety box too. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up 
because I realized it was full of sugar, junk, carbs that you really shouldn't be eating. I was trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food in general. And I've told you guys this before. It's never just one regular bowl of cereal for me in general. When it's regular cereal, I'm eating a big bowl. Then I'm going and filling it up again. That's not the case with Magic Spoon. One serving size gets me filled up. Zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. The variety pack has cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazing, and it's too good to be true. I love this stuff. I was eating it before they sponsored our show. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code Fightful at checkout to get free shipping. And they're so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. I guarantee you won't need to do that. You can just, you can grab your pastries and chuck them out the window. No thanks. This will get you filled up as much as like, Two packets of all that other junk. Go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Check them out. I really, really dig them. Evan Wright says, I miss War Machine. Not a fan of this Viking Raider stuff. Yeah, did you ever watch much of their work outside of WWE? Did I watch what? Much of the Viking Raiders work outside of WWE. No, I didn't actually. It was real good. It was real good. Matthew Sandoval says strudels are better than Pop-Tarts. Man, you can... I, I might ban you right now. Magic Spoon's better than all of it. Throwback27 says, Does anyone like edible cookie dough? It's amazing. WWE has ninjas winning a title belt and my girlfriend's son rocking a WWE title belt since they're giving opportunities out like candy. Yeah, Kira Tozawa won the 24-7 title because Lashley came out and beat up R-Truth. Any, any thoughts on that one? You know what? I'm happy for Akira Tozawa. Me too. Keep doing stuff with him. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be happy for whenever they do stuff with him because I feel like he's that guy that's always there and down for anything. Me too. I'm good on that. Uh, pass it to DJ. Sends us back to Street Profits and Viking Raiders. Again, sorry I'm all over the map. Obviously a different kind of show tonight because of some of the, some of the stuff that, that went down. But uh, pass it to DJ. DJ says, the spot where Eric powerbombed and power slammed the Street Profits ruled, it was amazing throwback says i can put the prophet vikings rant to bed i don't have to wear a jersey that isn't from boston by the way uh the Bengals jersey is growing on me well it's going to grow on you a lot more when they win a super bowl in a couple years uh evan wright says and if you want your magic spoon to be better no not for a couple weeks not for a couple weeks (laughs) throwback says give me dawkins versus ivar one-on-one just imagine how amazing that would be that's a couple of sirloin beef sons of bitches there Denise, they're big boys. Yeah, I, I, I always am a fan of guys that you see them and you don't expect that they could be so agile. And whenever yeah. I see that, I'm like, dude, I'm all for it. Like, let's go for it. Yes, uh, I, I'm with you. I really like. I would love to just see them go at it once, once in a while. Uh, Azo Smith says. Asuka is the first to tap all four horsewomen, and he lists when they were. Matthew Garrett says, If tonight and SmackDown were a sign of Pritchard, I can give this one some time. It's pretty good. Not great, but it has potential. I agree. It wasn't that... I, I thought it was a, a pretty easy watch, and that considers... That's taken into consideration. I feel really gross about wrestling right now. 
<laughs> yeah, it was fast paced. I like the fact that it was segment after segment where it didn't just like it didn't drag. And yeah, I do think some of the matches could have been longer, but for the most part, they did a lot in those three hours. What do you think of Andrade and Angel Garza attacking the Prophets after the match? Garza uh, flirted with Charlie Caruso, who Zelina called two buck Chuck. I I caught that. No, honestly. For Garza and Andrade, like, this is what they needed. They need more stake. I mean, they've been losing left and right. Uh, they needed something to finally make them look like like tough guys. And I feel like it's been a while since we've sort of seen them end on top. Yeah, I, I agree. We had an awesome Edge promo. Jesus. He said that he felt the panic in Randy Orton when he locked in the anti-venom and doesn't think that Orton... Lived up to the moniker of being the best pure wrestler. He's disappointed that he didn't see the low blow coming. And he's upset that he didn't do it first. But he mentioned Christian has been his best friend since before anybody knew him as Christian. So they're not referring to them as brothers anymore. They kind of abandoned that. But Edge says he's not the PG superstar anymore. And that's been put to bed. And he'll sink to any level to get what he wants. He's going to embarrass and emasculate Orton. And said that he'll make him wish... Cowboy Bob was shooting blanks. Yeah. Damn, Denise, what'd you think? That was a really good line. I mean, aside from all the other good lines, that one was like, okay, I can get behind that. Um, I love the creativeness of that. And overall, the entire promo, I think. I think this one would be considered, I mean, how do you even, at this point, they've all been so consistently good that it's almost like a big blur of them all lumped in together because they've all been stellar. And um, the one thing that I will say this is that I loved the visuals in terms of how it was set up. You know, you had the darkness with Edge sort of creeping on. At one point, we were just seeing one of his eyes, which I thought worked really well. But there is one thing I did not like, and that was that I noticed too much that it was just constant movement yeah. of the camera, this direction, that direction. That one did throw me for a loop a little bit, but for the most part... Great visuals, great promo. Really like that. Uh, Throwback27 says, At this point of the year, Edge and Orton have been and done the best promo and ring work of 2020. The body language, the tone, the emotion is on a whole nother level. Another level. Randy woke up the evil in him. He woke up the rated R superstar. Wow. It is insane, the level of promo work here. Later on, we see Randy Orton come out, and Big Show is joins him as well and randy orton does say he he's like hey the 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 legend killer is back and big show gets in his face and orton is like i know that you know what i can do to you and i love that that orton knows how dangerous he is and he's not warning against him he's just like you know what i'm gonna do to you you know d'lo Diggs says that edge promo was so freaking good i'm gonna make you wish that cowboy was shooting blanks hot damn How'd you feel about the Big Show, Randy Orton, Ric Flair integration in this? Because uh, I thought it was stupid, as as one of our Super Chats bring up. Evan Wright says, interesting Flair was there after the COVID-19 test. I like it. I feel like now they're incorporating more people, and I feel like we've been seeing this from the star with the Edge Randy Orton feud. You know, they had you know they had Beth come in, and and obviously that's different because she's Edge's wife. But they've been incorporating so many people into this feud that are sort of tied in and you know have that history. So I was actually a fan of this. I thought it was pretty cool that you know uh, people are like the Big Show are getting triggered and they're like, hey, like you're doing wrong here, and I've known you for X amount of years, etc. So I did. Like like the incorporation of this. 
As did I. Uh, Drew Nicholas says, I don't think that Ric Flair needed to be there tonight. I also feel it was irresponsible of WWE to have him there right after a positive COVID test. I agree. He was there after they did a bunch of testing. Like, it, not a good idea. Anakin JMT says, do you think they ought to ease off the Angel and Charlie stuff for a bit? Uh, feels kind of icky right now, but could just be me. Romance isn't going to end. I mean, romance still exists, but how do you feel, Denise? There is a difference between that and what's happening. There is a difference between raping someone, harassing someone, and then batting eyelashes. Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people are asking, oh, well, why aren't you all coming this, this, this? And it's like, well, we, we outlined the standards, but let me be clear. I do not give a fuck what consenting legal adults do with one another. If it's consensual and it's legal, that ain't my business. If they're cheating on their significant other or wife or husband or partner, that that ain't something we report on. We're not the National Enquirer in that regard. We're, I, I don't care who's fucking who if it's consensual and legal. Let me, let me just make that clear. Uh, we have uh, Matthew Garrett who says, Do you see the disconnect between Vince backstage in the documentary and what we see on WWE television? It seems like he gets it and is passionate and creative. And then we get Raw and SmackDown, which is a lot of nonsense. I think he has a vision. I think just when it comes to, oh, let's put it on TV, they cut a lot of corners, Denise. Yeah, I don't think that Vince wants things. If something it turns out bad, I don't think that was the intention. Uh, Azo Smith says, do they not remember Survivor Series 2013? I have to look up Survivor Series 2013. Oh, that's Randy Orton versus The Big Show for the WWE Championship. This ain't going to be the main event, guys. This is not going to be the main event. Matthew Garrett says, I'm here for Drew versus RKO feud. Even Drew chasing would rule. Randy Orton is as interesting as I've ever seen him at this point, Denise. He's he's amazing. Yeah, and once the Edge thing wears off, he's going to need to go on to somebody else. And Drew McIntyre is in desperate need of a hot feud. He's in desperate need of a good opponent. And I think that can definitely be Randy Orton when the timing is right. Matthew Garrett says, Michael Keaton back as Batman would be wild. Yeah, I heard that today. I hope it happens. That'd be very cool. We get Natalia with Lana defeating Liv Morgan. And boy, have they fumbled and botched Liv Morgan. She gets put in the sharpshooter. This was a short match. They did reference the history with Lana. Afterwards, Ruby tries to approach Liv, but Liv isn't having it. At this point, I guess that's the best option, a tag team there. But Evan Wright says, this Liv Morgan booking is god-awful. They seriously need to wake up and get it together with her. She's such a star in the making. This is bad. I agree. This did no favors whatsoever for Liv. I don't see an upside. I think it's been downhill for her from the vignettes, from the Lana storyline to now this. I, I, I think Liv, I think Liv has so much potential. And I feel like she can be someone like along the lines of Shotzi Blackheart where they have that like edge, that style. And she could be that person for Raw if given the right opportunities. Yeah, um, Natalia says she's the best person to lead the locker room. Uh, Joe, Josh Kirsch rather says, Natalia is the big show of the women's division. I think that's a fair comparison. She is a legend. She's been around. Uh, not quite as decorated, but they use her as a face or a heel wherever they can possibly use him or use her. So I, I think that's appropriate. Lots of super chats for the golden role models. 
defeating the Iconics. This was shorter than I would have liked, again, because I loved how Sasha and Peyton worked together. Bailey and Sasha have been the MVPs of late to me. They do the H-bomb, and then Sasha wins with the bank statement. I, I wanted more. I wanted more considering how good Sasha and Bailey have been. What did you think of the match in particular? I thought that I agree with you in terms of wanting more just because I thought that it was uh, hyped up to believe like there was going to be a lot more that happened. Overall, it was it was a fast match. It, I don't think any major highlights, but everything that happened afterwards, obviously, I thought was really good, a really nice tease. And um, I liked all the post stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So after the match, Bailey and Sasha completely swerved me. Sasha Banks says, you know what? I see that title and I'm jealous. So I'm going to challenge Asuka for a match at Extreme Rules. And I bought it. I did buy it. I was like, oh, they're going here already? I even thought I heard wrong. I was like, wait, did she <laughs> say something else? I was like, wait, let me go back and rehear that again. Because for a second, I thought that she was definitely going to say that she wanted to, you know, challenge Bailey. And then I, 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 it, I don't know. It's almost like my brain automatically like wrote in yeah. that scene. And it was like, okay, I got to go back and fact check my fact check myself. Hashtag saving it for SummerSlam. Jordan King says, four title defenses for Bailey and Banks in a month. Yeah, they've been defending the title all the time. Uh, Throwback says, when's the last time that Bailey defended her SmackDown title? Liv and Ruby, hell yeah. Bring back Sarah Logan and let them go crazy. If I brought back Sarah Logan, I'd put her with Viking Raiders. Have Liv or Ruby win the tag titles and go against someone in NXT, maybe Tegan and Shotzi. I would, wouldn't mind that either. I would love Liv and Ruby against Sasha and Bailey. Uh, Bailey last defended the title on May 10th. Uh, so, I mean, she defended it last month, but they have been busy. So I, I'm okay with that. Now, we got questions from Richard Chase, and um, I think it was also Vincent Elisar that says, Why is it okay for Sasha to get a Raw Women's title shot when she's a SmackDown superstar? I'm okay with it, Denise, because they're using the crutch of her being a tag champion. I am okay with brand integration if there's a reason for it. This has always been a reason. If you're a tag champ, you get to go wherever you want. That's that's the privilege. That's the benefit. How do you feel about this? Well, it's not like she hasn't been they haven't been showing up on Raw. So I mean, to be honest, it doesn't really make that big of a difference to me. Because like she's been on the show. I mean, they've essentially been like Charlotte, just like bouncing, bouncing back and forth between shows. So I, I don't care. I'm like, hey, that's the storyline. Let's roll with it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and Matthew Garrett says, so if the champion agrees, rosters be damned. It's not even that. They are Raw, NXT, SmackDown superstars while they have the title. When they lose, they go back. Azo Smith says, Bailey and uh, Banks defend the title more in eight nights than Brock does in a month. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. And we got people saying, not for a singles feud. I, I don't care. They are allowed on any brand they want when they're the tag champions. It was never said before that that they could that they had to be in tag matches. It was never said that way. They can be on any brand that they want. That was always the rule. Deal with it, haters. It's boss time. <laughs> Anakin says, looking forward to Sasha and Asuka. They had one match in January 2018 that was fire. Has Bailey earned the win for any of their tag matches since winning the titles? I don't think so. I think it's been all Sasha. But um, 
Yeah, I can't wait for Sasha and Asuka. Uh, the Line Drive says, that has to main event Extreme Rules, right? Doesn't seem like other matches are uh, thus far are better than that. Uh, Sasha and Asuka should main event, says another Super Chat. Thought it would have made sense for Sasha to challenge EO after what happened in NXT. I hate everything that's happened in wrestling. 2020 ain't playing. What do you think about the possibility of them main eventing? I think they should well, – here's my opinion. I always think that the hottest feud for whatever it may be, any pay-per-view, WrestleMania, whatever, that should be the main event. That's just my personal opinion. So, hey, if Sasha Asuka are the hottest, then go ahead and put them – and plus, it's also like that match that everyone's like really excited for so far that's been announced. So why not have them be the main event? I'm all for it. Jamie says, makes no sense for Sasha to challenge Asuka out of nowhere. Should have been Io Shirai for the NXT title after what happened last week. I think it makes perfect sense. She wants the title that is that reflects Bailey's title, I, and I'm completely fine with that. Anakin says they've had singles matches on Raw while being SmackDown stars holding the title. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and we get uh, Azo Smith saying Sasha and Asuka only had one match, and Sasha's getting all the wins while Bailey gets taken out all the time. Matthew Garrett says, I heard Brock was done. Any truth? No. No. But we do get a couple of Taker questions. Matthew says, do you reckon Taker is done? And Throwback says, good show on Raw here tonight. It shows they can do some positive things. Not Raw related, but what did you think of the end of the Taker documentary? Did you watch that? I heard all about it, and I've been up to date with all of them. I just haven't watched the latest one, though. It's but I know what, like what what's going on. And I personally do not think he's retiring. I don't, I don't think know. So I just don't believe it. I don't see it. I just think that it's too hard for him, and I just don't see it happening. Why would he get this far and not do like a 30th anniversary thing at Survivor Series? Even though, like, they could just do unadvertised and then a cinematic match of The Undertaker rolls at Survivor Series. And I think that'd be really good. I think it'd be awesome. There's a lot of ways that you can go about it without having, for, without him having to put his body, you know, through the hell that he puts it through for that, you know, that WrestleMania match. I think that they can do a lot of different stuff, like you just mentioned, like cinematic stuff that could be, you know, a lot easier, I guess. Yeah, uh, we're short on time, so let's go ahead and get into the last two segments. Throwback 27 says, can't wait for the week ahead. Tonight's show set up a lot of dominoes, from Sasha going after Asuka to Apollo and Lashley. This made things interesting. That leads to our next super chat, and I agree with you, Throwback. He says, there's something extremely wrong, or the line drive says, there's something extremely wrong with Shelton and Apollo only getting five minutes again. Let them go 15. How did you feel about this short match? MVP pitched uh, Apollo on being his new client on the VIP lounge, and then when Apollo declined, set up Shelton to attack him, and he says, the next time it will cost you when you get into a two-on-one situation. Apollo wins. And then Bobby Lashley attacked Cruz, so he was right. What did you think of the match and the the the, the promo the surrounding it? The match itself was fine. I thought that the most impressive thing, though, was that Bobby Lashley has been – he looked like a killer today. Like, he, he had some really um, highlighted moments throughout the show where I was just like, dude, this guy's buff. He's tough. He's He's on fire right now. Um, for Apollo Crews, I do like the incorporation where he sort of doesn't know, like, whether or not he's going to be joining up with MVP and the fact that they're actually getting some revenge on him. Uh, so I, I originally thought that he would go ahead and just join with them. But now I'm feeling otherwise. Yeah, I, I'm starting to agree, too, because especially if Shelton's involved, too, it's like you, you've got another guy in that stable. 
Injection 2K says Undertaker needs to go to the Firefly Funhouse. I think that would be pretty interesting. I think that would be really interesting. And Matthew I like Garrett, that idea. Matthew Garrett says, we've come this far. We probably aren't going to get a Cena-Hogan heel turn now. That's booty. I think the window passed for John Cena to turn heel, Denise. I think he's gone so much now, and he's such a big star outside of wrestling that people respect him and are happy to see him back when he's here. I think he's a babyface forever now. I think they missed their opportunity for that. Oh, yeah. It's just it's too hard now, especially because everybody knows all the wonderful things that he does outside, you know, outside WWE. So it's like, yeah, I can't see it happening. Let's get into the last segment. Seth Rollins says he's got something to tell Ray. He says his time is coming, and even though legends might not die, they can outstay their welcome. Rollins didn't blink at all during this, and also, the AC was loud. <laughs> you could hear it over that. But then we get Mysterio in the ring and says he's got to fight for his son and has to fight for fight Rollins on his own. But Dominic, who Ray said he wanted to wrestle before the end of this year, says they have to fight as a family, and this family wants a fight. But Ray isn't happy about that. Rollins says they're putting him in a very difficult position. And my biggest takeaway of this is you can tell how WWE would prefer us to react to wrestlers because they have their plants booing while they're talking. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that so weird, Denise? Yeah, it's like a cute, like a cute audience. Like if you're watching a talk show or something. Yeah, I was like, man... I hate that. I hate that. But Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo come out and take out Murphy and Theory, who are about to jump Ray and Dominic. And I got to say, this is one of the best Humberto showings I've ever seen. He was really good and really aggressive. I liked it. He came in and he was like, just like like a shooting star, just like fast, you know, just, you know, action, action, action. So I actually thought he looked good. Like he didn't have like not one moment of, you know, of pausing. Uh, In terms of the segment, I really thought that Dominic was going to turn on Ray. That was was the sense that I was getting. I was like, because I even said that last week, I, I wanted for Dominic to join in with with Seth Rollins because I thought that would have been, you know, a nice little swerve. Um, And so I felt that it was coming tonight. And so I was waiting for it. I even prepared a tweet and nothing. So I was like, okay, delete. (laughs) Oh, come on. Well, they tried to attack Dom in front of Ray and make Ray watch it. They love that angle. Make make you watch the family or the, the wife or whatever get attacked and assaulted. Uh, Matthew Garrett says, why is Black involved in this? He's been wasted. Uh, yeah, he's undefeated in all, with all intents and purposes. It's, it's a shame, but this ended with them running off the disciples. So, uh, I just think he should be in a top program. We've got, we've got a few super chats to get through right here. Anakin says, so the overforced booze and cheers prohibits me from suspending my disbelief. Does it affect you, Denise, when you hear that? No, no. I, honestly, I feel like it's sort of what I would expect to happen, so it doesn't really throw me off. Also, before I get in these Super Chats, I want to thank our mods who have done an awesome job. They do the YouTube modding on a volunteer basis, and over the last week, it has not been easy. But I also want to thank the people that have commented because we do not have a toxic chat, and that's very important to me. That's why we have uh, several women that serve as moderators as well, whether it be on the site or, or the live chat. Thank you all for making their jobs easier uh, to do. I I appreciate that. I had a conversation with another 
uh, podcaster who was like, oh, all, all of the audiences are toxic. What are you talking about? And I said, no, they're not. Ours is not. Ours is very nice to people, and I appreciate you guys for that. So thank you very much. Uh, Jordan King says, thought Dom was turning <laughs> due to Ray's emotional promo and how he was behind Ray after Rollins came out. So you thought that was like a setup, like maybe they even swerved us by making us think that he was going to do that, right? Yes. I even thought, okay, maybe they're not going to do it this week. Maybe it'll be in another week. I, I think because I'm just so sold on the idea that I'm just like waiting for it. And it, yeah. and it might not even be true, but it's because it's in my head. Annika JMT says, I find it a little odd Seth is trying to retire Ray, who is a legend, while Orton is literally back doing the legend killer character. Edge or Orton should be the only one looking to retire legends. Well, here's my take, Denise. I think Orton should send Ray packing because I think that Ray should beat Rollins. Because if you think about it, who has Rollins been beating? He's he's adopting all these lost souls, all these disciples. And tell him he's going to make them good again. But he's losing all the time. So it's like he's a hypocrite. He is a hypocrite for doing all this. So I think he should lose the Ray. And then Orton should kind of kill him off. A false god. False prophet. There There you go. There you go. There you go. Hannah got Moore. it. That's what it is. <laughs> Hannah Moore says, Ray said he needed to get revenge himself. <laughs> and somebody in the crowd said, I don't know about that, dog. That was amazing. That was amazing. We have a lot of super chats about Dijak. Line Drive says, any updates regarding Dijak on Raw? Where is he? I don't know. I don't know where he or Chelsea Green is. I, there's no answer to that, but they, they are coming up imminently. Pass it to DJ says, the Fightful Faithful are amazing. Good night, everyone. Yes, thank you, guys. I... I am constantly blown away by the super chat support, by just the positivity. 95% of my Twitter interactions are positive, and that that's that makes me very happy. Uh, focus on the ones that love you, not about the ones who don't. Uh, jo- Josh Kirsch says, Dominic has the feel of the star. Do you get that feeling, Denise? Not yet. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm with you, but I can see more potential there than I did. Oh, in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, definitely yeah. growth. Growth, yes. Star potential, not yet. And I do respect Dominic for all the stuff he's been willing to do. He has grown yeah. as a performer already. He's been getting thrown around by Brock Lesnar. I like it. William Rabb says Seth will get a Dominic in his stable, but it'll be Dijakovic. I don't hate that idea. I think that would be good. William Rabb says I can see him as the Batista and start in a team. I could too. I think he'd be very good in that role. Anything? I think so. I mean, there's so much that they can really do with him. Uh, it really just it really just depends. Uh, Matthew Garrett says, will the RKO and Flair relationship continue? I think it will until he kicks Flair in the head, Denise. I feel like we have to get it. I almost felt like it was going to happen tonight when he sort of, you know, made that. I forgot the exact verbiage that he said to him, but I definitely sensed it. And I was like, oh, man, Rick doesn't even see it coming right now. But I do definitely think that it'll be happening or will happen in the future. Pass it to DJ says Dom looking into the camera and addressing Seth was gold. He continues to show good signs for the future. I like that they're allowing their people to talk to a camera more often now, Denise. Even even though they've got an audience out there, I'm glad that they're allowing them to do that. The Seth Rollins one from earlier on in the night was really good too, especially because they really, really zoomed into his face. And yeah. I don't, I feel like, I feel like they haven't done that very often, or maybe I just never noticed before. 
We also have Super Chat. Yeah, I think that I think that's it for at least the raw portion. Wild Boy says I wrote Matt Riddle a poem on Twitter and he followed me. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's having a crazy week and again, I haven't talked to him regularly since last SummerSlam since the Goldberg thing happened, but one way or another, I hope there's some resolution for that situation whether he gets punished for something that he did or absolved for something that he didn't do. Ultra Real says Live in Impact Wrestling would be awesome. Yeah, she's she's an uh, impact. I think has the best women's division right now. They're yeah. incredible. I still think it's. I still think that right now. I mean, there's obviously they impact has some very very strong, very very strong ones. But I still think that there's just so many women right now with WWE. You know, all the women in NXT that it's kind of hard to say. By the way, guys, I do see your super chats. I just get to them when when they're pertinent. Like this one from Stay Up and Keeping Up and says, wait, so is Louie on Wednesday and you're on the Jeff Hawkins schedule? <laughs> P.S. When you wrestled, what was the hardest move to take or do? Yeah, I am uh, off Wednesdays. I did an NXT AEW review on Select last week. I'm going to try to keep doing that, but I'm still on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. So I do Listen you Boy and then I do four more shows during the week. I am not on the Jeff Hawkins schedule. When I wrestled, the hardest move that I took... Well, I didn't like taking back body drops. Um, but the the most painful move that I did... We we still have a catch wrestling gym. And we did not have a wrestling ring there. We had a boxing ring. And we would do open house matches in order to get people in the community to come out. We would do boxing, uh, grappling, Muay Thai, pro wrestling... Because we trained a little bit of everything there... So we would do our pro wrestling matches on the boxing ring. And I took uh, the old gold dust spinning suplex. And if you do that in a regular ring, there's give and you bounce just a little bit. That boxing ring did not. And the, the video I have of it, he goes, he spins me around, and I just stick to the mat. And oh my god, it sucked so bad. Just it, flat. It hurt so bad. And the most I've hurt in the ring was just a simple little uh, move. I was wrestling my, my trainer, and he isolated my arm, and he did like a knee drop to my elbow, and he connected with it, and it was swollen up by the end of the match. I, I couldn't do anything with it. it. Sucked. Jordan King says, Is it possible for wrestlers to unionize, or maybe two with one being run in WWE? Given recent events, could a union be run by talent? I think that wrestlers outside of WWE will not unionize. I think they can maybe do an association in in there, and that's about it. Throwback says, hope to make you guys proud tomorrow. Get well, Sean. Check out his show at youtube.com slash throwback27. I meant to plug that each time he sent a super chat. I am sorry, Throwback. He does his show every Tuesday. He's, he's learning on the go. He's doing a lot of great stuff. We're giving him some positive feedback, some constructive criticism. Check that out. And Jordan King sends our last super chat of the night saying, going to go look for grape-flavored unfrosted Pop-Tarts. I respect you. I respect you. But, Denise, I also respect you, my friends. Tell the people where they can find you. Twitter, Instagram, at underscore Denise Salcedo. I am on a mission along with Jeremy to bring you down. And (laughs) we are going to rise up, and we are going to have more Twitter followers than you someday. So we have teamed up 
um, to do that. So if you want to help the cause, uh, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I just put up an awesome interview with Esther Lynn, uh, MMA photographer. You guys know her. Check it out. We discussed what it's like, you know, breaking into the business, being a woman in a male dominated industry and so much more. So check out that interview. And I also have a few other stuff lined up coming shortly. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Uh, I actually was on a podcast with her husband on Friday on MMAfighting.com. Uh, That's awesome. And Esther is the greatest photographer in combat sports history. She is amazing. Almost every iconic MMA shot you've seen probably over the last decade, Esther's done. And it is it is just outstanding. So make sure you guys check that out. Leave a thumbs up here. Anakin says, Denise, please be the surrogate little sister and tell Sean to go to a doctor. I think my issues are stress-induced. I legitimately do. I've had some health issues over the last month, but I'm working on it. I'm I'm getting the help that I need in that regard. But thank you guys so much. I know we went over time tonight and Friday, but it was for an important reason. Here's to hoping for more positive news in wrestling. Uh, as always, check out our other shows. We do them all week long. FightfulSelect.com has breaking news up there all the time. I didn't plug it tonight until the end of the show. Thought that would be a little more appropriate, but thank you guys. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.